Well, good morning on this day that we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is the day we choose, uh, many of us call it Resurrection Sunday. So I'm excited to be here to begin to sit down and share the word with you all this morning. I'm going to open up this morning in prayer uh, and, uh, and just be thankful to God for this day. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you thanking you for Jesus Christ, for our Lord and Savior. We thank you, Father God, for his death and his burial and his resurrection. We thank you, Father, because of it, that we become your children, that we've come into your family. So, Father, we ask you today that by your Spirit, by your blessed Holy Spirit, that you would send your word and let it settle deep into prepared hearts. Amen. We thank you, Father, for the seed of your word sown into our hearts that we could grow, that we would understand, that we would see. We thank you for revelation knowledge this morning. We thank you for your presence, Father. Yes. We thank you for your love. We Amen. thank you for Jesus Christ. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And amen. Well, glory to God. Praise God. Here we are, and I think this is about the third or the fourth week of it. Yeah. Not being in a in the church building or your place of worship, but here we are. Yet still, the word of God still goes out. <laughs> yes, isn't that awesome? That's awesome. Praise God. Well, I want to start off today in light of all the stuff that we see and everything that's going on right now with with the viruses and so many people have lost loved ones. So many have loved ones in the hospital, not just from the virus, but from many other things. Mm -hmm. See, the devil's not. It's slack. He's busy. That's true. All the way. That's true. But today I want to come and open up with something just to try to make it as plain and simple as possible. When you see bad, okay, when you see bad, the, the thing that should come to mind, but the thing that you want to explain to your children, you want to explain to others, you start with this. God is good. Yes, he is. God is always good. Yes, he is. And the devil is bad. Always. Always bad. Yes. God is good and the devil is bad. Amen. You see, God gave us the good news. He gave us the gospel. And the gospel is called the good news. Yes. Okay? Or the good message. Or good tidings, or glad tidings. The gospel of peace. Mm. In other words, the gospel that tells us that he's no longer wroth with us. He's no longer angry. Amen. But he's at peace with us. Amen. The gospel, the good news, is the interpretation of God's facts. Mm. Of God's facts. Amen. The good news is that Jesus came to live for us, to die for us, and to take us to where he is. Amen? Amen. Let's go back into the book of Genesis. Let's take a journey here, and we're going to see some good news. We're going to see the good news of God and, and kind of get a, a picture of his plan. Let's go to Genesis chapter 3. And, uh, and I'll start at uh, 
uh, verse 1, and I'm going to quickly read over it because most of us know the story. If we don't, just hang with us. And verse 1 of Genesis chapter, see, it's, uh, chapter 3, it says now, The serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yes, as God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the, of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die, for God knows that in the day that you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as gods, be as gods, knowing good and evil. And the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise. And she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and also gave unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Mm -hmm. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Mm -hmm. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees in the garden. And the Lord called unto Adam and said, Adam, and said unto him, Where are you? And he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. So let's stop right here. All right, we see that after they disobeyed God, the eyes of them were, both op uh, were open, and they knew that they were naked. Mm -hmm. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. In other words, shame. Yes. They became sh uh, shame entered in, just out of disobedience. Shame came upon them, all right? And so then they, then they began to try to cover themselves, to hide themselves, all right? And then he says in verse 10, he says, And I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And so here he, here he is now, he's afraid. He's already lost the peace of God. He became afraid, okay? And he became shameful. So shame, lack of peace entered, and fear. But before that, there was no such thing. But he left the will of God and decided, they decided that they wanted to be God's small g in their own mind. Puka says disobedience. Disobedience, exactly. Disobedience, yes. They decided they wanted to, they wanted to be gods uh, in their own minds. They wanted to know what God knew, and they wanted to, mm -hmm. they wanted to. In other words, I always tell, say to folks all the time that eating from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, God didn't want them to do that because He knew that the moment that they did that, they would become dependent upon themselves, and yes. they would become. Uh, they would establish their own standards for what's right and wrong. Wow. Okay? So let's go on. Down in, uh, we're going to look at, but God being a good God, here's the good news. <laughs> in verse 15, after God had spoke to Adam and spoke to the woman, now he's speaking to 
Satan here, he says, I will put, or the serpent here, he says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed, and it shall bruise your head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. So here we have a picture of God promising a savior. Amen. He says, because of what you've done, mm -hmm. he said, I'm going to undo what you've done. He says, I'm going to send one who's going to be greater than you, and I'm going to put an enemy between you. You're going to have nothing in common. You're going to share in absolutely nothing. Praise God. But he's going to put you away forever. Yes. Your bruise is healed, but he's going to deliver that death blow to you. Amen. So here we have a promise that God's going to send a Savior. Yes. That's the good news. Thank you, Jesus. The good news. So now we go down to, let's skip down, and uh, we'll look at verse uh, 20 and 21. Adam calls his, wife, his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. Mm -hmm. Unto Adam also, and to his wife, did the Lord make coats of skins and clothe them. You know what that's a type and shadow of? What? He said, you try to cover yourself with fig, fig leaves. Mm -hmm. You see, you being a God to yourself, the best that you can do, is to cover yourself with fig leaves. He says, but I'm your God. Yes. And I love you. And I'm going to clothe you. What did he do here? He shed blood. Yes, he did. He shed blood and he covered them with coat skins. He yes. says, I'm going to shed blood for you and I'm going to cover you. And he covered them, which is a type of a robe of righteousness here. Wow. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This is the good news. <laughs> this is the good news. Yes. Now, would God want to hurt you if he's trying to do all these things to protect you? No. No. To undo what you have done? He was right here. He said, I'm going to undo what Adam and Eve has done. Yes. Glory to God. Thank we you. have a, a good God. Yes, we do. We yes. have a good God. Glory be to God forever. And then when you see over, and I won't go there, but over in the book, over Noah, when uh, Noah was, uh, was the one who found favor in God's, in God's eyes. And, and so God destroyed all flesh with the exception of Noah. And he put him in the ark. And everything that God wanted to continue with, he put inside the ark. Yes. yes. He put it inside the ark. And he says, uh, so, so this ark is a type of Jesus because we are found in, in him. Amen. Yes. Today we are found in him. Yes, we are. And then in 821, uh, and he says, and he, with, he promised that he would never, uh, that basically he wouldn't flood the earth again. All right? That's the good news. That means he has a plan for us. And see, he didn't want to destroy all flesh because of his promise in Genesis, Genesis. chapter 3, verse 15. Amen. So he couldn't destroy, he couldn't, Noah had to be here in his family uh, so that he could bring his promise into Amen. the earth. He's true to his word. He's Amen. true to his word. Amen. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go over to Isaiah chapter 53. Glory be to God. In the book of Isaiah chapter 53. And let's begin to look at uh, what the scripture tells us. For the sake of time, I... Can't get too in depth and can't get to too many scriptures, but but we will we're gonna look at some very important things here. Thank okay. You, Jesus. 
In verse 1 of Isaiah chapter 53, we see here, verse 1, and I'm going to read all the way down to verse 10 for sure. Not right now, but we're going to, we're going to talk as we go. Who have believed our report? Uh, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Who to whom is Jesus revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He hath no form of comeliness that when we shall see him and there's no beauty that we should desire him. <laughs> Aren't you glad that you have a God that didn't want it to be the outward appearance of Jesus? Yes. Yes. But he wanted to be what was in him that was important. Amen. He didn't want him, us focusing on that. He doesn't want us to focus on an outward appearance of anybody. Amen. He wants us to focus on what's Amen. coming uh, uh, and what comes out of him. And then it says here, he is despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, and listen to this, this is important, smitten of God, smitten of God, you know what that word smitten means? What? Punished, beat, mm. killed, mm. smite to smite, smitten, mm -hmm. smitten, mm -hmm. smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Yes. And he was bruised for our iniquities. Yes. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. That word chastisement, uh, it goes back to meaning punishment. Not chastisement as we see where he corrects us in the New Testament. But chastisement to where he punished a blow, beat, mm. beating, beating, mm. punishment. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, Glory. with his Glory. stripes, with, with what he's been through here, with what he's dealing with, with his stripes, we are healed. Amen. You know, I'm going to stop here for just a second. Now, right here, you know, we've always talked about, we've always heard that, that we receive our healing by the stripes of Jesus. And when people think of the stripes of Jesus, they think about the 39 stripes uh, that 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 the Hebrew that the Roman soldiers gave right. uh, when they punished uh, individuals the thirty nine stripes and and so we've always said that those were the stripes right. that we were healed by but the reality is those are not the stripes we were healed by mm. the stripes that we were healed by, by was what happened mm. on this cross wow nothing that a man did to Jesus Christ nothing that a man did to Jesus Christ could bring salvation to you I, wow. uh, to you and I. Wow. Nothing that a man did to Jesus Christ could redeem us. Wow, that's true. Absolutely nothing. It had to be what happened on that cross. Praise God. And we'll get into the depth of this and as we go on. All right? And he says, uh, but... Uh, um, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord had laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. Wow. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. As an, as, and as a sheep before her shears is dumb. So he opened not his, his mouth. mouth. Amen. He was taken from prison. 
and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? Who shall declare his generation? He had no physical seed. He was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. For the transgression, transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked, the wicked and with the rich in his death. Because he had done no violence, neither was there any deceit in his mouth. Wow. Now look at this. This is important. Yet... It pleased the Lord to bruise him. Glory to God. He has put him to grief. Hmm. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, ha ha, Thank you, an offering for sin, Thank you, Lord. then he shall see his seed. Amen. Glory to God, I'm so glad I'm his seed. Amen. Amen. Then he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. Amen. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hands. Listen, the pleasure of the Lord is going to prosper in Jesus' hands. This is why it's important for us to be in Christ so that the pleasure of the Lord can prosper in our lives. Hallelujah. Yes. Glory to God. Why are we so fearful? Because we don't understand these very important things. That the pleasure of the Lord prospers in his hand, in his hand. And he says, let's, let's keep going. He shall see the travail of his soul, and he shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. many. Yes. Shall my righteous servant justify many. For he shall bear their iniquities. He shall bear their iniquities, their weaknesses, their sin, their weaknesses, those things, their flesh. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Because he hath poured out his soul unto death, he was numbered with the transgressions, and he bare the sin of many. And made Amen. intercession for the transgressions. Glory he made intercession for the transgressions. Glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You see, in Romans chapter 6, let's go take a look at Romans chapter 6. Amen. In Romans chapter 6, and we're going to look at verse, uh, verse 23. Okay. And in verse 23, it says here, for, all right, I'll start at verse 22. Now, uh, being now made free from sin mm -hmm. and become servants to God, you have your fruit unto holiness and the end everlasting life. And verse 23 says this. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The gift of the wages of sin is death. Mm -hmm. If God said that there had to be a wage paid for sin, Hallelujah. somebody had to die. Hallelujah. Well, you and I couldn't pay our own wage for sin. Number one, our blood was tainted. Mm. Number two, we we were we were. Uh, you know, the person who played, let me put it this way. 
In order to pay the price for sin, we had to be, we had, we, number one, we couldn't have the blood of a man. That's why the, uh, the Holy Spirit conceived uh, in, in, in Mary. Yes. He was placed in Mary. All right? So we, we, couldn't, we couldn't have tainted blood because we had Adam's lineage and Adam's blood. Okay? Yes. Number two, uh, he had to be tempted in all points like we were, but yet without sin. He had to be sinless. He had to be able, listen to this now, he had to be able to answer the covenant. He fulfilled the law. The Mosaic covenant, the law. Amen. Because God gave his law of what it took to be righteous. Yes. And no man could become righteous through that law. Amen. Amen. So a price had to be paid. Yes. I'm leaving something Thank else out Jesus. related to that, but I, oh, I can get back Thank to that later. Jesus. Not a big deal. But the big thing is that we, that law had to be adhered to. Mm. So he had to be sinless. It had to be a lamb without spot or wrinkle. Mm. You remember in the Old Testament or in the, under the Old Covenant and they had to make sacrifices according with animals of bulls and goats and then they had to go get a perfect lamb to bring before the priest and, uh, the priest, and he had to inspect it to make sure it had no spot or, or, or wrinkle. Mm. Well, that was a type of Jesus Christ who was sinless. Thank you, Lord. He was sinless. Yes. Yes. So he had to pay the price for you and I. Yes. He was wounded for our transgressions. Yes. He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. And so today, uh, we understand that he had to pay the price for sin. All right? Because, because if he didn't, we'd all be doomed. Mm. Because we can never answer the call. Mm. All right? That's true. Now let's talk about the cross of Christ. The, Christ. the cross of Christ reflects four very important things. First, or, 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 or I'll put it this way. The blood of Christ dealt with, with our sins and our guilt. And he dealt with condemnation. The blood of Christ dealt with sins, guilt, and condemnation. In other words, the blood now declares you and I not guilty. Amen. Remember he said many were justified. To be justified means that we are not guilty. Amen. In other words, we're not being held accountable Amen. for sin anymore. Amen. Amen. What man will be held accountable for is whether or not he has life. Whether or not he has seen Jesus Christ, he has received Jesus Christ and received the life that's been imparted to him, not his sin. Amen. Thank you, Lord. But if you if a sinner is a is one who who uh who has never received Christ as their Lord and Savior. Right. A sinner is one who will have to answer the call in judgment according to the law. Mm. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God for righteousness. Thank you. Hallelujah. Yes. The cross of Christ dealt with sin, it dealt with flesh, and dealt with the natural man. Mm. Sin, flesh, and the natural man. In other words, it broke the power of sin over man. 
Praise God. That's where the grace of God comes in. The grace of God comes in because it is the ability of God to cause you and I not to live according to our flesh anymore. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. It is God's strength, his capacity, his guest. In, in the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant especially, it was God's favor that he put upon men from, from Abraham all the way through who he, he put up, upon men uh, to, uh, you know, to, and he used them. Okay? But today, it's not just his favor. It's a, there's a manifold grace of God, but it's his ability, it's his strength, and his capacity so that we don't have to live. We no longer are... Our, uh, uh, Romans 6 14 says sin shall have no more dominion over us Amen. because we have the grace of Amen. God and the power of sin has been broken yes, it has. by Jesus Christ amen? amen and then number three this is important we have now have the life of Christ is made available to indwell us to recreate us and to empower us. Thank you, Lord. Yes. The life of Christ is made, let me say it again, available to indwell us, to recreate us, mm -hmm. and to empower us. Bless the Lord. Do you know if the body of Christ can come together as one unit, we can drive coronavirus out of this earth? Mm. That's good. Do you know that? Mm. The wow. unity that's in the faith. Because he's empowered us. And how much yes. more empowered are we if we're one unit? Wow, that's true. Yes. Mm. Yes. And then there's the working of death in the natural man so that the indwelling life can be progressive. Mm. And will manifest in this present time. Wow. So that this life can be manifested. In other words, so the working of death is us dying to ourselves and coming alive unto the Spirit of God. That's what Romans chapter 8 is all about. How did uh, Romans chapter 8 verse 16 say that we will be identified? It says the Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, the indwelling Spirit. He's not looking at our behavior. Exactly. He's looking at, do I see mm -hmm. Christ in them? Yes. Do I see the recreated one? That's good. Are they recreated? Is the spirit indwelling? Mm. Yes. And then he goes on to say, then the children and heirs, heirs of God and join heirs with Jesus Christ, okay. as we often talk about. Boy, Let's go look over at... Uh, John chapter, John chapter 19, I'm going to read verses 31 to 34. John 19, verses 31 to 34. Thank you, Jesus. And John chapter 19, verses 31 to 34 says this. It says, the Jews therefore, because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for the Sabbath day was a high day, they besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Then came the soldiers 
and break the legs of the first and of the other which was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, they brake not his legs. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side. And forthwith came there out blood and water. Let me say this to you. For six hours, Jesus suffered punishment on the cross for you and I. He was made, uh, Romans chapter, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians 5, 21 says, He who knew no sin was made to be sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ yes, Jesus. Jesus. There was an exchange that took place. Amen. He took all of our sin. Yes, he did. And bore the wrath of God for yes, our sin on that cross. Yes, he did. That we might, when he was done, that we might take his life. Praise God. That we might receive the life that he has. Yes. This is nothing new to us at a word like ministry. Because we talk about this on a regular. Praise God. Because this is important. Yes. This is Resurrection Sunday. But these things we need to be reminded of every day. Amen. That's the purpose of communion. He said as often Amen. as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Amen. We should be reminded, we don't have to pull out a certain day to celebrate this. We live in this. Yes, we do. We live in his resurrection. Mm. Let's go back and look at this verse again. But one of the soldiers with the spear pierced his side, and forthwith came out, uh, came there out blood and water. Mm. Let's talk about the blood and the water. The blood that flowed out. This was the blood that was shed for you because he died on that cross. Hallelujah. Sin put him to death on the cross. Yes. And Thank so when, that, when his side was pierced, the blood that poured out of him because of the price that he mm. paid satisfied God's wrath. Thank you, Jesus. Against you and I. We were declared not guilty as we received him as Savior. Not guilty. But then water came out. What did the water represent? What does water represent in the Bible? Life. Life. He's saying, my blood has satisfied your wrath. The water... Brings you eternal life. Glory be to God. The life that I now have, you have. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. What he did on the cross bought us life. Thank you for loving Eternal us. life and victory. We now live according to rivers of living water. Thank the you. mouth of a righteous man is a well of life. Thank you, Jesus. Now we have the, the ability to speak God's word according to faith, and it produces life. Everything about resurrection, when Jesus Christ rose on the resurrection day, it produced life, life, mm. life, life, mm. not death. Yes. It constantly produces life. The words that come out of your mouth, if they're God's word, they produce life. life. Thank you for your love towards us, Jesus. 
And you can only life can only be produced when you make the sacrifice necessary. What is that sacrifice? Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Paul said, I beseech you there, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice and a holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. In other words, that your body as a sacrifice would produce and bring forth resurrection life. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Resurrection life. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It would bring forth resurrection life, the God kind of life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We have so much to celebrate. Yes, we do. Yes, and it says, and he goes on, he says, be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind to what? Resurrection life. Amen. Glory to God. Resurrection always brings life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have to understand that, that uh, like over in John chapter, uh, uh, no, well, let me back up for the, the working of death. This is the renewing of the mind in the natural man so that the indwelling may be progressive. Mm. What? What indwelling? Indwelling resurrection. And so that can be manifested in us today. So it can be manifested in us uh, as a body, as, as the body of Christ, as the hands and the feet, as vessels of honor, as this treasure that we have in earthen vessels. The scripture says we have treasure in earthen vessels that should go out and should reach the world. Yes. That we should stand together as a unit, not a church that's in fear, and not a church that would accuse God. You know, it was one of the mistakes that Job made for 30 some odd or whatever it is, books. He was, he was, you know, he, he was self-righteousness. He produced the self-righteousness. Mm. And then finally God got to me, he said, basically, you know, and I'm not going to go back into the scriptures because that takes time. But basically God said, how dare you accuse me of these things? Wow. How dare you accuse me? And until Job got it right, God mm. could deliver him. God couldn't deliver him until he got it right. Oh, glory. We have been delivered. Yes. We have been set free. Yes. This day we acknowledge the resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who has brought us resurrection life. We are without excuse. That's why it's important to know his word. That's why it's important to get into the study of his word, to understand this life that Christ has now given us to his death, burial, and resurrection, to understand the magnitude of the love of God, that he would love us, that he would go through this, that he would, he would come up with a plan, and, and, and that he would put his word in a body in the form of his son and bring him to earth to do what we couldn't do for ourselves. So he could bring us the life that he intended for us to in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Jesus, the perfect man, so that he can have more perfect men in and through his son. Amen. More perfect men, more children. Mm. We have a lot to be excited about. Yes, we do. Glory to God. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let resurrection uh, 
be something that's constantly and always in your mind. Let it be something that you talk about throughout the day, throughout the weeks, throughout the months, and throughout the years. Because if you are a born-again believer, resurrection is truly your address. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. To Hallelujah. Glory. glory to God. Jesus, we thank you for resurrection. Mm. We thank you for the resurrection. In John chapter 3, verse 8, uh, the second part of it says that, that the Son of God was manifested mm. to destroy mm. the works <laughs> of the devil. Amen. The Son of God, Jesus himself, was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John said it doesn't get no better than that. It don't get no, <laughs> no better, better than that. Amen. Amen. Miss Dorothy, it don't get Amen. no better than that. Amen. Amen. Sister Nancy, it don't get no better than that. <laughs> Amen. Brothers and sisters, we're alive. It Amen. don't get no better than that. Amen. Folks out there watching, wherever you may be, it don't get any better than that. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, you are going to have a wonderfully blessed uh, resurrection day. Rejoice. And the scripture said, rejoice. And again, I say rejoice, rejoice. in spite of what you're saying. But let the words of your, your mouth change. You get the word in your heart so that the words of your mouth will change. Amen. That they will be resurrection words that come out of your life. Amen. And out of your mouth, rather. Amen. Out of the abundance of the heart, mouth, the, mouth speaks. the mouth speaks. So says Jesus. Amen. 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 Amen.